Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 20 about commandment number five of the Ten Commandments. Now it's a different time. We're 50 years uh, removed, or actually 60 years removed from the 60s. And those of you who grew up in the 60s are now older. And you can see that the young generation is kind of imbibing the same things. And sometimes when they post things about what's happening in our culture, I wonder if they even got the facts straight. But what they simply are doing is repeating a narrative that is popular. In other words, it's almost like it's popular just to be against something that you know, is, was at one time the cultural norm. This is where we are today, and this is why we need clear uh, defining of a biblical worldview and, of course, the clear teaching of the Scriptures. God knows how things work best, and he's the creator and sustainer of us. He made the family. And now the fifth commandment is the very first commandment in what's called the Decalogue or the Ten Commandments that deals with family. We've been over that we're to have no other gods before the God of the Bible, no idols. We're not to take his name in vain. We're to keep holy a special day that he said to worship him. And now the very first commandment on the human side starts with mom and dad. It says, honor, put heavy weight or esteem or value on your father and your mother. There's other passages in Leviticus that switch it and say on your mother and your father. No matter what the order may be, you get the concept. This is the principle. We're going to look at the principle or the command, the promise, and then I'm going to show you a person that lived this out perfectly, and I'm sure you can guess who it was. We'll talk about that at the end, but let's just deal with the command to begin with. The command is to honor our parents. And by the way, the original command uh, which is echoed from Mount Sinai to that generation that left Egypt is specifically taking scripture with scripture addressed to older children, not necessarily the young kids. We walked in today and maybe some of you were thinking, oh good, the kids are going to be straightened out today by Pastor Michael. Well, I'm going to give them some of the business, right? But uh, you need to know that every one of us is a child, and the main audience, at least in the Old Testament addresses, is to older children, maybe with parents that are getting older. And if you look at American culture right now, there are societies that are not even Christian, you know, Judeo-Christian based, who do a better job caring for the elderly than we do. And this is really an epidemic in our culture. And one of the ways that we honor our aging parents is to take care of them the way that they took care of us. Shane and I were talking the other day, and you know, he little Melody is our grand, brand new grandchild, and uh, it's such, she's such a blessing. And I just like to rock her and just say Melody, 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 Melody in her eyes. Just, Who is this funny looking guy talking to me right now? But anyway, but right now I know with you guys, sleep is you know kind of at a minimum and. Uh, there's, there's a lot to do, right? There's, she's constantly in need. And you think about, you don't, you don't think about it when you're older of all the time that your parents, and especially your mom, put into the, just those needs in the first year of life. 
Uh, so many demands. I mean, that, that little baby couldn't survive without you guys, but there's a lot of demands. And, and this is something that we don't think about as we get older. And even if you're a teenager right now, or maybe you're just kind of, you know, reaching uh, the adolescent stage, you don't think about everything your parents did for you, especially in those early years and still do for you today. And so the honor is to be given to them. And honor in the Bible is reciprocal. That, that simply means it goes both ways. God says, if you honor me, I will honor you. And I will guarantee you, if you honor someone in your life, you'll get the honor back. Now, that's not why you should do it. You should do it because it's right. But, but the principle is there. And we live now in a time where we would say a lot of honor has been lost. In fact, if you read the Westminster Shorter Catechism, if you read some of the Reformers and the early church fathers, they all kind of said the same thing, that if a person honored God and honored their parents, that would spill over to law, to educators, to pastors, to really any legitimate authority in life. If someone got it right at home, they would probably get it right in other contexts. But when it's wrong at home, then it's very, the chances are very good that they will not respect authority in other settings. Everybody with me? And so this is where our culture is. Paul wrote about it in Romans 121 when he said, even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. At the end of Romans 1, 28 through 30, he says, just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do, do those things which are not proper. Now, this is an ugly list, but here it is. They are filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, and disobedient to parents. That's Romans one twenty-eight, verse 30. And Paul says that in the last days, difficult times will come in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 3. And he gives a very similar list. And he says, a sign of the last days will be that people are basically disobedient to authority. They're disobedient to parents. Now, I don't know if we're in the last days or not. I mean, we're in the last days in the, in the big sense of the word, but whether or not we're close to the return of Christ, I don't know for sure. But I look at our culture and I would say, we need to regain the idea of honor. And if it doesn't start in the closest relationships of our lives, there's no way it's going to spill out into the culture. Uh, Abraham Lincoln put it this way. He said that the strength of a nation is the strength of its families. And of course, when Lincoln was the president, we had a civil war. He saw a nation divided. He, but, but the nation still was based on biblical values. And Lincoln even said, if the nation's going to be strong, families have to be strong because families are what make up the nation. And so this idea of honor must be regained. And Augustine put it this way, he said, if anyone fails to honor his parents, is there anyone he will spare? Close quote. John put it this way. If you say you love your brother whom you see, you say you love God whom you haven't seen and you hate your brother whom you see every day, how can the love of God be in you? Can I shift that a little bit? You say you love God whom you haven't seen, but you hate your parents. How can the love of God truly be in your heart? 
I was reading a, a book this week, a commentator writing on this passage, and he said he came across a magazine that was targeting teenage girls. And it said something like this. Do you hate your parents? Question mark. It went on, who doesn't? And then essentially basically said, ways to deal with your hatred of your parents. Now, if that's an acceptable norm where magazines to teenage girls are being written with that assumption, certainly there's something wrong. Now, I know as we grow up, you know, we go through a lot of different things and we hit adolescence and there's a lot of confusion. And sometimes we kind of don't know how to deal with our parents and our parents can get under our skin. And when we can become a teenager, sometimes it can get a little awkward. But when you hit your early 20s, you will, you'll come to this realization. Your parents have gained a lot of knowledge in the last couple of years. When you hit your 20s, you're like, man, they're a lot smarter than I remember. Now, here's a revelation. They're not smarter than you remember. They were smart. You were just being dumb. Can I get a witness? Now, it doesn't mean that your parents are always right. I I know that uh, we'll turn to a passage in a moment that talks about we're not to provoke our kids to anger. And I know sometimes as a, as a dad, I would come home and there'd be a broken lamp, as Shane was alluding to. And I would say, who broke the lamp? And before I would even give him a chance to speak, usually the oldest got in trouble just because he was the oldest. And then it would be something like this. Why are you playing football in the living room? Because we play it with you in the living room, dad. Well, don't do what I do. Do what I say. Right? Well, then the beautiful blonde lady would come home. We tried to duct tape the lampshade back together or something. (laughs) But as parents, it does go both ways. We also need to give honor and respect. It is a reciprocal thing. And of course, here kids are being instructed, but Cole puts it this way. He says, to honor one's parents includes to prize them to care for them and to show them respect and reverence. The command is given to children, but not only while they're children. This is not a popular doctrine in our modern world with youth being worshipped and old age dreaded or despised. The result is the folly by which men and women strive to remain eternally youthful, only to find it to be an impossible task. And so here's the thing. There's a lot of talk, even in pastoral circles, about millennials. And even though millennials do get beat up, we have many amazing millennials in this fellowship who are committed to the Lord and are awesome people. But as a category, sometimes millennials are frustrating. And I was sitting with a group of pastors, and one of our young gung-ho pastors in the community is just starting up a church. we got to reach millennials. What do we do to reach millennials? And he looked around the table, and he was like, we have no idea how to reach them. And one pastor just said, I don't want to talk about millennials anymore. I'm sick of talking to the millennials. Right? And we know that churches need young people to come in because obviously you guys are going to take the mantle should the Lord not come back in our lifetime and you're going to carry on. And, and we don't want just all old people, but, but here's the thing. Sorry if you're a little older, <laughs> but I am too. Now, I will tell you, okay, today's my birthday. And no, I did not plan the sermon to fall on the commandment, but, but I find it very convenient. Uh, and I, I am celebrating it. And I'm, I'm praying that my kids will take the Bible seriously and they will honor their dad. Uh, You know, they they can think of ways to do that. But I will say, 
you know, we all want to look young and, and feel good. And, and I have hit the age where I qualify for certain discounts at certain restaurants. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Join Pastor Michael and some of today's top apologists for the Dare to Defend Conference. On March 10th and 11th, these speakers will provide real answers to skeptics' toughest questions and equip you with the tools necessary to confront the moral confusion of today's postmodern culture. This year's theme is Keeping the Faith in a Culture of Chaos. Come to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California on March 10th and 11th to hear speakers Detective J. Warner Wallace. The idea that all we have in the universe is random accidents and the laws of physics or chemistry, then we're not going to get to, we're going to see the evidence differently because our presupposition really colors the way we see every piece of evidence in the room. Dr. Hugh Ross. When God created time, he was a causal agent that brought into effect time, which means at a minimum, he's got the equivalent to move and operate in two independent dimensions of time. Back at Cook. And they would say, are you moving? Did you did you meet someone? Uh, do you have and I'm like, well, actually I did meet someone in Jesus. I mean, they were really stunned. And especially when I got to the part about you know, the homosexuality being a sin, some of my friends really got hostile. Dr. Craig Hasten. Sure, this Jesus thing sounds good, but you know, I know nothing about Buddhism or Islam or Hinduism or Mormonism. And how do I know for sure that I've really got the goods? Lenny Esposito. This one conversation shows how much we've confused the motivations for why we believe something with good reasons for believing it. There's only one good reason to believe anything, and that is if it's true. Monique Dusan. I think the idea that that's funny racism, like they let you into their home and like I was, I came home with PTSD from South Africa and all that. And I think I, I started to really think about like, well, what if it wasn't racist? And Joe Dallas. If you want to punch somebody out and you punch somebody out, you're not struggling with punching somebody out. You are, in fact, punching somebody out. Register for the Dare to Defend conference on walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. You know, we all want to look young and, and feel good. And, and I have hit the age where I qualify for certain discounts at certain restaurants. And not only that, I, I hit the senior discount uh, age, and I'm also being addressed as grandpa sometimes, which is a bit frightening. <laughs> I, I'm coming to terms with it, but it's a little different. Now, I'm, I, I love being a grandpa, but you get what I'm saying. It's just weird, you know. Grandpa? What do you mean, what do you mean grandpa? <laughs> so I, but I do like the discount, so I went into a golf establishment, and I, and I claimed that I hit the mark, you know, and I want the discount. And, he, and the guy on the other side of the counter questioned that. You don't look like you're that age. And I said, oh, bless you. May the Lord bless you. <laughs> May he keep you. Hold on. I'm going to go get some anointing oil. May his face shine upon you. May he give you shalom, give you peace. Keep talking to me. Bless you, my child. Anyway. But the truth is that our older generation is sometimes taken for granted. And Pastor John loves to say about the Silver Saints ministry here at the fellowship, that if we would just be quiet and listen to our, our Silver Saints, we would, there's a lot for us to glean we don't know everything. 
And there is no, I heard a little clap over there. I think a senior was. <laughs> there is no substitute for experience. And so if you're trying to find out some wisdom and you're going through something, you might want to ask someone who's older than 15. All right. I'm not saying that you can't include someone young, but I'm saying you might want to ask, look, if you're going through something right now, here's a word of advice. The people who love you the most will tell you the truth. And even if you don't want to hear it, they will tell you the truth because they're watching out for your best. Amen. Now, that may not always fit with your agenda, but there it is. All right. There's a there's a passage in Ephesians. Let's turn over there together where Paul addresses this same command. He's actually going to quote from Exodus 20. And I want you to see the setting of it. Paul's been talking about uh, marriage and family. And if you want just a foundational verse, because some of you might be asking, well, how do you do this? How do you find honor when you don't feel it? You know, when it's not always clicking, you don't want to be phony. Well, Paul in Ephesians 5.18 gives us a way that we can do it. He says, don't get drunk with wine. Ephesians 5.18, that is dissipation but be filled with the Spirit. Now, that's the foundation of how you do it. He talks about worship. Then he talks about wives in Ephesians 5.22, husbands in Ephesians 5.25. And he uses the idea of honor or, excuse me, love and respect in verse 33. A book has been written about this. And I will tell you this, that this is kind of how men and women are wired as terms of our, our most important things to us. And ladies, this is, this is a free word of advice from someone who's done a ton of marriage counseling. And I can tell you, this is how men are. One of the most important things to a man is respect. Guys, if that's true, would you raise up your hand? Okay, that's why even if you watch uh, gang warfare, the reason that people will kill each other in the streets, I'm talking about you know, gang members, is because they feel disrespected. That is just, it's just a huge thing for a man. I I don't understand completely why, but a man will thrive in the arena of honor. And if he feels disrespected, that is the time that you will see men respond, you know, the most in terms of clamming up, becoming angry, etc. Now in Ephesians 5.33, there's another principle that what a woman needs from us or a wife needs from us guys is our tender, supportive love. And it's not that women don't need respect and men don't need love. But there's a gentleman that's written a book on this and basically said that Paul, through the Holy Spirit, is keyed on some of the uppermost things that we need. And I shared this at first service. When my wife says to me, that was a good sermon, that means more to me than anybody else commenting. And I often tell couples, there's no one who can honor and love you more than your spouse. And there's no one who can hurt you more. There's no one who can so open the door of your heart and there's no one that who can so close the door. And this is why this, the main tool that we have to communicate honor is our tongue. It's our speech. If you don't communicate it, people will be guessing. They won't know. You can think it. Guys are famous for thinking things, right? And you tell your wife, we're moving to Idaho. She's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? You say, well, I've been thinking about this for five years. Yeah, but you never told me. Oh, I didn't. I thought thinking about it was telling you. This is the male mind. And I have one more thought on this for you guys. I guess I should communicate it so you know what I'm thinking. I was stolen from Ray Comfort. I have one more thought, and then I'm just going to sit here and think about it. 
but let me communicate it to you. <laughs> I think you get the point. <laughs> if you want to walk in honor, you need to be filled with the Spirit. The way that you fulfill the righteous requirements of the law, Romans 8, 4, key verse, is by walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. You can't generate this all on your own. Take a look at Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. The reason that you should obey is that it's the right thing to do. It's what God says. It. Colossians 3, 20 says, this pleases the Lord. Now, there's a couple of scary passages. I'm not going to turn you to them, but if you are interested, Leviticus 20, verses 6 through 9, and Deuteronomy 21, 18 through 21, are two scary passages about what happened to people in the Old Covenant if they disrespected their parents. And let me just say, it didn't end well for that person. God took it very seriously if there was disrespect. In fact, it sounds like it's one of the most serious sins that someone could commit. So we're to obey, we're to honor, honor your father and your mother. It's a commandment with a promise. God knows how we are. He knows, you know, sometimes you tell your kids, okay, if you, if you do well here, we'll go out to eat or we'll do something. God's a smart father, isn't he? He says, okay, do this. And there's even a promise. You don't do it because there's a promise, but there is a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. There's a comedian from years ago who used to say, he would say to his child, I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. So there's a promise of a long prosperous life. We'll talk about that in a second. But the, the original promise was to long, prolonged days in the promised land. It was actually a promise for the nation of Israel. You've been listening to The Fifth Commandment, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael's Ten Commandment teaching series in Exodus chapter 20. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on your podcast app like Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have the links on walkintruth.com. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. If this is a program you regularly listen to, we could use your help. Your financial partnership would help us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with other monthly expenses. And hopefully, Walk in Truth helps people like you dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Our fiscal year ends March 31st, and thanks to many listeners like you, we're getting closer to our goal of having 50% of our budget supported. What we really need is more monthly partners so that when we reach that goal, the program will be sustained in the months and maybe even years to come by at least that much. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $10 a month. You can give online at walkintruth.com or you can call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a word before we go. Well, maybe you heard what I said about respect is really important to a man, and maybe you're a woman listening and say, well, respect is really important to me as well. And it is. Uh, I was referring to Ephesians chapter 5, where Paul talks about love and respect in fact, a book came out with that very title, and it's been pretty popular in the Christian world, about marriage and some of the most important things to the male and female. Males need love as well. Uh, females need respect as well. But love and respect kind of captures that uh, idea in Ephesians 5. I think the verse is verse 33. I'm not looking at my Bible in the, in the moment, but 
uh, these are these are important things, and and when we give them, um, they make a huge difference to the people that we love. And I think we need both. But since Paul highlights uh, loving our spouse, uh, our wives, and respecting our husbands, uh, that was the emphasis of that thought. But we also need to respect our wives and love our husbands as well. And when we do both, and 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 of course we should be doing both. In fact, when when we love somebody well, they're going to feel respected. And when we respect somebody, I think they're going to feel appreciated and loved. So. I think that uh, hits the mark right there. Remember, I told you that Torah in the original Hebrew picture language means to hit the mark. Now, we don't always hit the mark in marriage or other relationships, but that's the goal, to hit the bullseye. And we can do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Check out Romans chapter 8, verse 4. We can fulfill the righteous requirement of the law, that is the moral law, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the first fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, Galatians five twenty two. This is Pastor Michael Lance, and you're listening to Walk in Truth. Hey, thanks for walking with us through the Word of God. We're excited to bring you the Ten Commandments teaching and how we look at that today, understand it, apply it to our lives as believers. And I pray it's been helping you. Hey, if we can pray for you in any way, one way to submit a prayer request is to go to walkintruth.com. There's a comment section right there at walkintruth.com. Put a prayer request. Let us know how the program has been a blessing to you. We appreciate every one of you who reach out to us. Thank you for all of you who pray for us. We love you, and we'll see you right here tomorrow. God bless. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 20 about the fifth commandment. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.